0: Well, hello everyone. This is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. I pray that you and your family are richly blessed. Hold your head up high, my friends. Remember, Jesus is coming soon. Well, on today's broadcast, I want to share with you the message entitled, Help! I'm Weak. I believe that you're going to get a rich blessing as we minister on the power of God's Word. In the life of the modern day believer This is one message that you do not want to neglect There is power in the word of God And that power God has given to you As a member of the body of Christ Oh and don't forget to stop by our website At www.kingdomrock.org You'll find links there to Facebook, YouTube, Twitter And so much more right there at kingdomrock.org. We would be so glad to hear from you All right, without any further ado, here comes the message entitled, Help, I'm Weak, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Luke, Praise the Lord. Go into with me to the book of Luke, to the book of Luke. This is some fresh bread. I pray that you're ready to uh, dive in today and, and receive today. The fresh bread of the Lord, the fresh bread of the Lord. Amen. The fresh bread of the Lord. Father, we thank you. All right. Let's pray first. Father, we thank you once again for this word, for this opportunity to dive into your word today. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would just teach us. Lord, I am dependent upon you. Lord, I pray that the people would not see me, but let them see you through me. Let the people not hear me, but let them hear you through me. And Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit would teach every person that is here, opening up the word to them in such a way that they may hear it and also understand it and apply it to their lives. We give you praise, honor, and reverence today. In Jesus' name, let every heart say amen. 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 Well, um, Luke, the fourth chapter, Luke four, we're gonna start reading verse number 31, as I told you on Wednesday night, the Lord has been dealing with me about five different areas, five different areas. Now, series or not, I don't know. I actually, but five different areas. Uh, And he told me that if we keep these five areas together, everything else will fall in place, will fall in line. If you keep these five areas together in your life. Does anybody remember the first area? That's right. Pray, pray as you decide, make it up in your mind that you're going to have daily prayer, daily time with God. Second area is what? The word. That's right. The word of God. Make the word of God. a priority in your life. Make the word of God a priority. Study that word. Get in that word. Hallelujah. The third area is what? Oh, I love y'all. That's correct. Fasting normal, uh, or should I say regular times of fasting, whether it's once a week, once a month, however, the Lord deals with you about that. Fasting must become, uh, we must have regular times of fasting where we set aside ourselves unto the Lord, dedicate ourselves, uh, ourselves, or consecrate ourselves unto the Lord. What's the fourth thing. If I remember, Family, that is correct. Boy, I'm telling y'all popcorn today. Family, spending time with your family. I know sometimes they get on your nerves. Mm. Hallelujah. (laughs) But I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if something were to happen to them, you wish you had. Hallelujah. Spend time with your family. Those are precious relationships. And it is odd, sometimes when you think about it, the ones that we hurt the most are the ones that are doing for you the most. Amen. Think about that. The ones that care about us less give two cents for you. You smile at them. How you doing? 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 But at other times, the ones that are there for you, who be with there for you through thick and thin, sometimes we treat them the most horrible. It ought not be. Amen. 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 Are you hearing? Amen. Fifth thing is what? Exercise. exercise. Oh, my God. Get exercise that body. Whether you're lifting weights or whether you're walking, running, exercising, uh, whatever, however you want to do it. But you want to take care of this body. Amen. Turn to your name and tell them you're going to need it. You're going to need it. You're going to need it. So here again, those five areas. Number one, we want to spend time with God on a daily basis. Number two, we want to get into that word. Get into his word. Make his word a priority in your life. Number three, observe regular times of fasting. That is regular times of consecration, getting aside with God. Four, spend time with your family, family, even though they may get on your last nerve. You only have them with you for a certain period of time. And how many times have I heard of very tragic stories? Very tragic stories. We and so many people have wasted time over arguments and silly things. So many silly things, holding grudges against one another. And families are notorious for holding grudges. But let something happen to that one. And it's bad. Spend time with your family. And God will give you some oil. He'll give you some oil to help uh, lubricate the joints. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, you need to be believing God for that right now. Lord, give me that oil to help lubricate the joints. To help lubricate the joints of the ones that you are connected to. Hallelujah. And last, you're going to exercise your body. You're going to exercise, but not only your muscles, but also your mind. Let me add that. Also your mind. Read. Do something to develop your mind, to develop your thinking. Cultivate that cerebral part of you. Amen? If it's working complex, math problems. Math helps you. I know I just cursed at somebody, but math helps you to think when you're working out Problems. It helps you to think about solutions. Reading helps you, reading helps you to concentrate. Help, well, it helps me to learn to concentrate. It helps you with concentration and focus when you read. Are you hearing? One more time. Five things. Now, you're going to need grace for all of these. You're going to need the grace of God. Grace to have daily prayer, to spend time with your God. Two, grace to stay in his word. Amen? Amen. Grace to fast. Oh my God. Grace to fast. Grace to spend time with family. Oh my God. Grace, what's the last one? Exercise. To exercise. Grace to do it. Grace to do it. And if you do all these, shall I say, when you do all these things, the rest of your life will fall in place. Are you hearing? Luke, the fourth chapter, Luke four. So that being said, we dealt with prayer on Wednesday night. And uh, tonight we're going to deal with the word portion. Now, I don't know if we can get to the rest of it, the rest of the five, but I do know this today. We will. Uh, Luke, the fourth chapter, verse 31 says, and came down to Capernaum, talking about Jesus and the disciples. He came down to Capernaum, uh, a city of Galilee, and taught them on the Sabbath day. And they were astonished at his doctrine. For his word was with what? Power. power. For his word was with power. And in the synagogue, there was a man which had a spirit of an unclean devil and cried out with a, loud, with a loud voice saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with thee? Thou Jesus of Nazareth, art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace and come out of him. And when the devil had thrown him in the midst, he came out of him and heard him not. And they were all amazed and spake among themselves, saying, What a word is this? For with authority and power, he commanded the unclean spirit and they come out and the fame of him went out into every place of the country round about. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. Hallelujah. Well, at this time, actually I said Jesus and the disciples, but right now it's just Jesus in this case. And, uh, he's there in the synagogue, in the church. He's there in the church. Now, and as he is speaking, a demon begins to cry out in a man. Now, this man did not just appear or uh, out of nowhere, but this man had been in this church or this synagogue for quite a while. And I'm sure that the people in, especially by their reactions, they knew that this man had an unclean spirit. And here comes Jesus in the synagogue, and he begins to preach, and all of a sudden, this demon, this demon begins to manifest in this man. So they all knew the condition of this man, just like the, they knew the condition of the man that was in the tombs. But nobody could do anything about it. But here comes Jesus, as he spake the word, and his word was with power. As a matter of fact, his word and his power are one and the same. If you have the word, you've got power. If you've got God's power, you've got his word. So the Lord begins to open his mouth and words come out and the power of God comes out in the atmosphere and it strikes demonic powers that are hidden in the hearts of men. And this spirit could not remain silent. It had to speak out. Are you coming to destroy us? Because there is such a power that was released when the Lord spoke his word that these things must have been revealed and dealt with. Are you hearing? Oh, this is so wonderful. The first thing we understand, I want you to understand something today. If you understand nothing else, that his word is with power and his power is with his word. They are one and the same. And one thing that the that many of us within the church have neglected is his word. As we said on Wednesday night, we have neglected prayer and many think that they are powerless in life. Oh, God, help me. I don't know what's going to happen. You are not powerless as long as you can pray. When you pray and seek the face of God, the Lord will move on your behalf. Hallelujah. When we pray in accordance to his will and his word. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And the second thing that many of us have really fallen asleep on is the power of his word. With if some miss the assembly, chances are they won't ask what was said. But power went forth with the word. Are you hearing? I even heard echoes of this during this morning Sunday school class. If you miss the word, if you're traveling on I or on, on 285 and if you miss the word that says exit off of exit 100, if you miss that word, you'll be doomed to go around in circles trying to find 285 is the big circle trying to find the appropriate exit. When the word has been given to you, that would get you off of that merry-go-round. God's word is power. His word is power. Now turn with me to the book of, um, to the book of Hebrews, Hebrews four. Let's talk a little bit more about this word. This is thrilling. I don't know about you, but I plan to have a good time today in the word of God. His word is thrilling. As we see here in, uh, Hebrews, the fourth chapter, hallelujah. Which of course is proof that the man should always make the coffee. I don't know if you got that, but turn to Hebrews, Hebrews, the fourth chapter. Don't worry about it. Praise the Lord. Verse nine says there remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he, now this is Hebrews, uh, chapter four, verse number nine. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God for he that is entered into his rest, he also have ceased from his own works. As God did from his. Verse 11, let us therefore labor to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same manner of unbelief. Now, verse 12 is going to describe to us a little bit more about the power of his word. Now, I prayed you understand, I was just sort of kidding about Hebrews. <laughs> don't, don't make it a doctrine, okay? Well, praise the Lord. All right. I don't want any wife to get up tomorrow morning. Honey, you got to do it because remember the preacher said Hebrew, so you got to do it. Okay, we'll leave that alone. Verse 12 says, for the word of God is what? It is quick and it is what? Powerful and it is what? Sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing sund- asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the faults and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest. Listen to that again. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest. The word manifest means to be clearly seen or to appear. That is, if you are in disguise, the word of God will find you out. Amen it will uncover the hiding place. Didn't we just see that there in the book of Luke, the fourth chapter, as the Lord Jesus Christ was speaking there in the synagogue and a demon that was hidden in the man, the man began began to spit out the words. Oh, you come to destroy us, what happened? Well, the word of God that was quick and powerful was as a sword and poked him. I see you, poked him, I see you, poked him, I see you. You cannot remain hidden. Are you are you hearing what i'm saying the lord the word of god will reveal different areas and issues in your life i'm telling you, the lord has a sense of humor let me tell you he sure does because how does he distribute his word during this time one of the main words one of the main ways that he does it of course is through your private time and intercession god will talk to you and give you his word but he will also deal with you in, in church through the preacher. He ushers his word out through the mouth of his preacher. And when the word of God comes forth, it's going to strike the target. It's going to reveal different places, different, different hiding places of the enemy. And you'll either have to say, ouch, or, oh, God, I repent. Ouch, or, oh, God, I repent. Ouch, or, oh, God, I repent. It will cause you to either, uh, it, will, it will tell you uh, which way is right and which way is incorrect. Which way is right, which way is wrong, and then it will be up to you to make the decision as to what you're going to do. But the word of God cuts all throughout all the mess, and it gets straight down to the point. Let's look at that again. The word of God is quick. That means it's alive. And the word quick, there's an old quick is an old English word, which means alive or to be made alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing sunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and it is a discerner of the faults and intents of the heart. Verse 13. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. But all things are what? Naked or naked, whatever you, whatever you want to say. All things are naked and opened up and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Isn't that something? I'm telling you, everything is open. The the Lord's word just flays it right down and brings it open. You see, this is one thing that I, I just love about the spirit of God, because oftentimes the Lord will give me a word of knowledge as I'm about to pray for an individual, especially in the area of healing. He reveals to me exactly what the problem is. And then I will begin to speak his word and declare his word into the situation. We had a young lady just recently uh, there that were having problem with her knee. I was hoping she'd give testimony, uh, but she was having problem with her knee. And as we were praying with the knee, Brother Gina, as we were praying uh, for her knee, I began to speak to the bones. I began to speak to the joints. I began to speak to the marrow because the word of God penetrates all in those areas. And what's happened, when she came in, she was limping, and when she went out, she was leaping. Praise the Lord, isn't that wonderful? Just walking all up and down the place, hallelujah, because the word of God can penetrate. The Bible declares, and we'll see this as well, that the word of God is truth. His word is truth, truth penetrates. It gets straight to the core, and I don't care what you say. If it's just true, it's just true, and you know it. Hallelujah. Amen. So his word is powerful. Say it with me. His word is powerful. Word. Wow. All right, let's go stay in the book of Hebrews. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 1. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 1. Oh, we're having a good time today. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 1, and we're going to look at, uh, at this verse. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 1, verse number 1. And it reads like this God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, using the men of God, the women of God, the people of God to speak unto the people. Verse 2 it says, Hath in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom Also, he made the worlds. The Father made the worlds through his Son. Well, who is his Son? The Bible declares there in John, the first chapter, that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It goes over to verse 14 or so, that that Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. Amen? Amen. So, God created all things by his word word. And look at verse number three, who being the brightness, they're talking about the word here, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the what word of his power. When he had, uh, when he had by himself purged, our sins sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Here again, if you have his word, you have his power. If you have his word, you have his power. If you have his power, then you have his word. But here is one thing that many in the body have neglected. We have neglected to get the word. Therefore we have neglected to get the power. Why are we powerless in many places? It's because we do not have the word. The Bible declares emphatically in the book of Joshua, the first chapter, verse 8, he said, uh, if you meditate in my word day and night, you're going to be, it goes on to say, you're going to have good success if you meditate in the word. Same thing there in the book of Psalms. As a matter of fact, let's go ahead and turn there. Hallelujah. Let's get that word. Let's go to Psalms. Psalm number 1. Praise the Lord. Psalm 1, and it says, Psalm 101, it says, Blessed is a man that that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. That is the word of God. He delights, she delights in the word of God and in his law or his word we can say doeth he meditate day and night they in that word chewing on that word chewing on that word that word is on their mind and remember as a man thinketh in his heart or as a woman thinks in her heart so are you Whatever's on your mind will begin to manifest out of your fingers. You will begin to see it manifest through your life. Whatever's on your mind. What do you constantly think about day in and day out? Whatever's on your mind, you'll see that you, be, you will begin to become the manifestation of whatever's on your mind. You will become the manifestation of whatever's on your mind. Whatever you think about, you begin to come that. You, be, you begin to eventually, you'll, you'll, if you don't talk about it now, you will be. And uh, whatever you think about, not only will you talk about, but you begin to seek, seek it out. You begin to seek it out. No matter where it will lead, whatever is on your mind will come into your life. Whatever is constantly on your mind will come into your life. Hallelujah. This is why the Bible declares that He said this law, that we should meditate in it day and night. And the Bible says, as a result of that, verse number three, and He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth His fruit in His season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth, what? Shall prosper. He said, Whatever you do, you're going to prosper as you meditate on my word. Don't forsake the power of his word. Don't forsake the power of his word. Don't forsake the power of his word. Now, you don't have to get this, but you can make a note of it in John, the sixth chapter, verse number 63. The word of God, the Lord Jesus says here, he says, um, it is the spirit that quickeneth, uh, the flesh profits nothing. He says here in, in John six sixty three. he says, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. They are spirit. My words are spirit and my words are life. Well, how do you... How do you even deal with a spirit? You deal with a spirit by spirit. Jesus said, my words are spirit. You got spirit problems in the house. Ooh, they coming. Ooh, they coming. Ooh. Then you put the spirit on the spirit. Hallelujah. You fight fire with fire. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are also life. If you find death entering in and sickness is a form of death. What do you do? You put life on that, life on your body. You begin to declare the word of God. And as the word of God declared, is declared out of, your, out of your mouth by faith, it begins to fill the atmosphere all around you and life begins to be absorbed even within your pores hallelujah even within your pores life comes in life comes in you should feel the strength of god beginning to return to you hallelujah you should feel your body getting stronger and stronger and stronger as you speak out and declare the word of god over your life over your family over your finances over the ministry over your business as you decree the word of god life is coming life is coming life is coming hallelujah now, the enemy does not want you to receive life. He does not want you to receive the power of God. So, one, one of the main tactics he's going to use against you is busyness. Keep them busy, keep them tired, overwhelm them with the cares of this life. Oh, I'm telling you, it's a good strategy. Let me tell you, because it works. Keep you so busy. Keep you so thinking about the bills. I don't have this money. I, I, I got to go here. I got to go there. All these other things. Keep all these things on your mind so that you will neglect the word. And if you neglect the word, you neglect the power. Then, then if, if he knows you don't have the power, then you can't stop him. Yes. Yes. Then the only choice we have is to come and say, oh, pastor, pray for me. We glorify you. Mm-hmm. Are you hearing? Yes. No, no, no. Understand something, if you neglect the word, you neglect the power. If you rejoice in the word, if you receive the word of God, you also receive power. Are you hearing? Again, let me go back to the very original, a uh, very original thought that the Lord told me is that many in the body are neglecting my word. They are neglecting the power of God and they are powerless in their own lives to effect the change, to effect a change because they neglect what I have said. They have neglected the word. And if you neglect the word, you neglect the power. The Lord said, if you meditate in my word day and night, you're going to make your way prosperous and you're going to have good success there in the book of Joshua, the first chapter verse number eight and he says here in Psalm the first chapter verse number three he says whatsoever he does whatsoever she does will prosper we've got the word of God on it I've got the word on it hallelujah that as I meditate in his word as I make it my business to stay in his word I will receive power I will receive life I will receive good success hallelujah as I stay in his word make the word of God a priority Make his word a priority in your life. Hallelujah. Are you hearing? Hallelujah. Now let's go to Matthew 4. Praise God. Let's go to Matthew 4 oh thank you holy spirit i thank you so much we're having such a good time today in your word oh i feel the power coming now i feel the strength coming now as your word is being spoken life is coming to me life is coming to me hallelujah darkness is being cast away it's being cast away and light is coming in hallelujah Well, here in Matthew, the fourth chapter, here's when the, is when the, that old, that old devil is coming to try to, uh, tempt Jesus or is tempting Jesus. Well, what is he going to do? What is Jesus going to use to, um, stop the enemy from advancing? Is the Lord going to pick up a sword, a a, a physical sword? No, he's not going to do that. Is he going to pick up a a physical rock and and throw it at the enemy? No, he's not going to do that. He's going to use a a weapon that is the most powerful thing in the universe. He's going to use what? The word of God. Let's look at this. Uh, uh, Matthew 4 verse 1 says, Then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was an hungered rather. He was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Now his answer here is extremely important to all of us. The answer here really is also reflective of John 1 and 1, that in the beginning was the word of God. That in the beginning, God made everything that is or that can never be by his word. It's also reflective of, of, I believe, the book of um, uh, 1 Corinthians, that the Lord is holding all things together by the word of his power. And we're going to see this by his power powerful mighty word he's holding all things together here's the Lord's answer here and I'll tell you what all this means he answered the devil here it is written man shall not live by bread alone what but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God The father says the Lord Jesus Christ himself is written in red in my Bible. The Lord Jesus himself said that we will be sustained by the word of God, that the word of God will be to us like food. He has this in the same level as bread. He says again, man will not live by bread. Man will not live by what? Bread. Man will not live by bread. He's saying man lives. He doesn't say that man will not live by bread. No, we need bread. You need food to survive. Isn't that right? Want to test it out? Just stop eating. (laughs) Just stop eating. And you will not survive. You hearing me? Just don't eat. Don't let any nutrients come into your body and you will die. So food sustains this natural body. But Jesus said, look what he said. He said, man shall not live, shall not live by bread alone. In other words, you're going to need something else to sustain your life, to sustain your life force, if it will, if you will, to sustain your energy. What is that? By every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, you're going to live by a proceeding word a proceeding word. So the question is, God, what are you saying to me today? What is your proceeding word to me today? I need your proceeding word. I need your proceeding word. This is why the Lord Jesus told us to pray in what we call the model prayer. Uh, He told us to pray. Uh, Father, give us this day our what? Daily bread. The daily bread is not only the food that we ingest, but it is also the word that comes out of the Father's mouth to us. Remember, Jesus said, I am the living bread. I am the manna that comes down from heaven. Hallelujah. We're going to live by receiving that proceeding bread that comes down, by, precedi- by receiving that preceding word. So your question needs to be every morning. And when you get up, Lord, what is your word for me today? How are you speaking to me today? I need your word. I need your word. Just like we go out and we, and we seek and we seek after. Oh, Lord, help us McDonald's or Wendy's or whatever you want to go. Just after you seek after the collard greens, the turnips or the smoked hams, the yams, the lime and beans, the collard greens, whatever you want to seek after. Oh, Lord, just after you seek after that, you need to be seeking after the The preceding word of God. Lord, I need your word. Lord, I need your word. I seek out the preceding word. Here again, many in the body have neglected the word of God in their own lives. Remember, if you don't have the word, you don't have power. If you have the power of God, you also have his word. And what is the enemy's tactic? Once again, the enemy's tactic is to make you so busy and so frustrated in the cares of this life that you will neglect God's word. You neglect Bible study. You say, oh, I don't have time today. I can't do that. I'm too tired. I've got to go here. I've got to go there. The enemy's tactic is to keep you all frustrated about bills and about things that can happen, about what what they're saying to you and what they're not saying to you it's tactic is to keep you so busy and so wrapped up with the cares of this life that you will neglect the word of god and if you neglect the word of god you neglect the power and if you neglect the power of god then you are powerless when the devil comes in your home to bring you destruction we must maintain the word of god in our daily lives are you hearing me turn name and tell them we've got to get in the word We've got to get in this word. Now go with me over to the book of John, John the eighth chapter. Let's go to John the eighth chapter, and we're beginning to close in just a few moments, John the eighth chapter, do not neglect the word of God. Do not neglect the word of God. Do not neglect the word of God. If you neglect his word, you neglect his power. And if you neglect his power, you are powerless to defend yourselves. Hallelujah. When was the last time you had a good old Bible study? Are you hearing me? Amen. John the eighth chapter, and we're just going to look at uh, just uh, one or two verses here in verse number 31. You know, this is very well. The Lord said here in John eight, verse 31, he said, then said Jesus to those Jews, which believed on him. Does anybody believe on Jesus today? Well this is what he says. He says, "If ye continue in my what? Word. I'm sorry, what? Word. I'm sorry, what? Word. That means to talk louder. I'm sorry, what? Word. Oh, there you are. very, thank you very much. If you continue in my word. word, then are you my what? Disciples indeed. And you shall what? Know the truth and the truth shall do what? make you free. Notice that the Lord said, if you continue my word, there are two, there are two results. If you continue in his word, he didn't say, remember, he didn't say, if you just started or pick it up, he said, you got to what continue in it. You've got to continue in it. He said, there'll be two results. Number one, uh, he said, you'll be my disciple indeed. Now the word indeed there means truly or in reality. You'll be my disciple truly or in reality. Now, everyone that was a disciple of Christ in scripture walked with power. Are you hearing? They, that, I, that didn't, I, I did not say that they did not sin or trip up, but they had power and authority over the enemy. The disciples then became what the apostles and they walked with power. The Lord said, if you continue in my word, you might you'll be my disciple. In other words, you'll be my learned one you'll be the one that will contain my words and contain my power. If you continue in my word, you will contain my power. You will demonstrate my power. You will turn the devil's kingdom upside down. You will lay hands on the sick and see them recover. You'll cast out devils and demons. You'll speak with a new language. You'll become my disciples if you continue in my word. Do not neglect my word, the Lord says. One, He said, you'll be my disciple. Hallelujah. You'll be my learned one, my pupil, my student. You'll be my disciple. And then he says, if you continue this word, you'll also what? Know the truth. And the truth will make you free. And I love the word as we're closing. I love that word make there. Make, M-A-K-E. That word make is a violent word. It's a violent word. I'm gonna make you do something. I'm telling you. He said, I'm gonna make it. If you continue my word, then you be my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth is gonna make you free. Hallelujah. Oh, I wonder, did you get that? God said, My truth is gonna make you free. He'll kick the devil out, He'll break the devil's chains. When you keep His word, continuing His word, His word is gonna make you free. Whatever is binding you, oh, pressing you or on you as you keep his word continue in his word declare his word it's coming in like a sword it's coming in like an army and it's going to destroy everything that's around you that is not like him are you hearing? oh God that's good give the Lord a hand of praise thank you Lord for your word thank you Lord for your word thank you for for your word thank you Lord for your word Hallelujah. Thank you for making us free. Thank you for making us free. Thank you, Lord, for making us free. Shoo. Even in the atmosphere of his word, we're changing right now. As his word is coming forth, I'm telling you demons are being cast out, burdens are being removed, yokes are being destroyed. The glory of God is descending, even right now in this place, because his word is going forth. His word is going forth. Hallelujah. It is his word that makes the difference. It is his word that brings change. And it, is, and it is also his word that the devil fights you tooth and nail against. He wants you to miss the word. He wants you to be so busy you can't come to church, so busy you can't open your Bible, so busy and so strung out. He'll have people talking about you on one side and talk about you on the other side, and you haven't done anything. You wonder, Lord, why is all this happening to me? What's happening? Your mind is then consumed with all the cares of this life. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. And what's happening? You have neglected the word. And if you neglect the word, you neglect power. And if you neglect the power, you are powerless to defeat the enemy are you hearing turn to the name and tell them we got to, the we've got to stay in the word 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 and let me show you this last one then i believe we're going to go today go to 1 corinthians second first corinthians the second chapter First Corinthians, the second chapter, you've got to get in the word. You've got to get in the word, get back in the word. Get back in the word, you must get into his word. You must get into his word. Hear the cry of heaven, you must get into his word. You must eat the word, digest the word, meditate on this word. You've got to get into the word of God. And the more you meditate on his word, the more you become like him. The more you meditate on his word, the more the Lord will reveal himself to you. He's going to show himself to you. Hallelujah. Mm, Understand something. Even after the Lord Jesus Christ has had arisen, risen from the dead, he didn't just go out to the common old Joe Bob out there. He went to his disciples. He revealed himself to his disciples to the ones that had been continuing in his word and keeping his word. Before the world saw him his disciples saw him. If he didn't show himself to anybody else he showed himself to his disciples. The disciples had an opportunity to test to poke their finger in his side. The disciples had an opportunity to see him eat. The disciples saw him walking through the walls. The disciples saw him step on a cloud and ride up on that glory train. The disciples saw that. The disciples will the power of God the disciples of do affect the change in the world today his disciples did that and if you continue in his word he said you'll be my disciple indeed you will carry my power and presence through the generations and turn this world upside down if you continue in his word he says you'll be a world changer you're gonna change the world you're gonna change the world hallelujah but you must keep his word and you're going to have to fight to do it. Let me tell you now, you're going to have to fight to keep his word. You're going to have to fight to keep his word. Oh, hallelujah. Let's go to that last one. First Corinthians, the second chapter. Are you still with me today? Paul here is beginning to speak to this congregation in the Corinthians and he wanted them to know something. Let's look at verse number one. And it says, and I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellence, excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimonies of God. I didn't use big words. Sorry, I don't have any big words. Praise the Lord. Verse two, it says, for I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Verse three. He says, and I was, and I was, what? With you in weakness. You saw my weakness. Yes, and in fear and in much trembling. Yes, Jesus. Verse 4. And my speech and my preaching. This is what we need today. Hear me, please. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of what? Power. He said my speech and my preaching was not meant to entice you with man's wisdom, but my speech and my words were from the power of God or were there to demonstrate the power and presence of God. Are you hearing me? I'm telling you, he says in verse five, and your faith, rather that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. But in the power of God, someone says today, why is the church, why does the church seem to be so powerless? Because it has neglected the word of God. It has turned many, many, not all, thank God, not all, but many have turned to fables, have neglected the word of God and has turned to fables. Many Sunday, many Sunday morning pulpit sermons are a feel good message uh, aimed to fill the seats. Many of the Sunday morning messages are, are aimed to, uh, it's like many pastors have become life coaching and life coaches and, and they decided to uh, teach with psychology and they have forsaken the word of God, but it is the Word of God that will sustain you. It is the Word of God that will encourage you. It is the Word of God that will increase you. The Word of God will heal your marriages, will heal your families, will heal your bodies. It is the Word of God. We must not neglect the Word of God. Are you hearing me? You must not neglect the Word of God. Hear the cry, I know this. Hear the cry of the Spirit, I say today, and I say to you that are joining us online, to you that are joining us by way of CD, DVD, for you that are joining us by way of app, please hear this, do not neglect the Word of God. Get back in your Word and you will get back to power. Hallelujah. I pray you've heard the Word of God today. Give God a hand of praise, hallelujah. 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 Father, we repent. Oh God, today we repent. We repent, Father, we repent. We ask you, Father, to forgive us of our backslidings as it has related to your word. We have neglected your word. We have neglected your voice. We have not sought after a preceding word. But, oh God, today we turn from our evil ways and we seek your face and we cry out, Father, once again, for a preceding word, for a word from heaven, not just a feel-good message. We need to hear from you. need to hear from you speak god speak lord and your servants will answer speak speak oh lord and your servants will hear father we pray today that you would fill us with grace Empower us with we may seek your face that we may seek out your word that we may seek out the matter empower us with grace for tonight lord god and from monday morning and, and tuesday and wednesday and thursday and friday and saturday and back again to sunday let this word let this week be a word week put your word on our hearts father put your word on our hearts and holy spirit we ask of you that when we open the word that you'll cause the Word of God to leap out from the pages. You'll give us wisdom. You'll give us knowledge. You'll give us understanding. And Lord, we do take authority Father. We take authority over over the spirit of confusion as it relates to your Word. But as your people get in your Word this week, oh God, they will not be confused, but they will understand what they are reading. And that that, that their reading will change their lives. Lord, open their Bibles to them and calls them to see you in the scripture as they continue in your word and as they meditate in your word they will become good successes and whatsoever they do will prosper in jesus name i decree it and i declare it in the name of jesus christ of nazareth give the lord a hand of praise i'm telling you we pray that you are richly blessed by today's message we would love to connect with you Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose Him as your Lord today, only He can make a way.